0: Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. So excited for today's show. I have a very special guest joining us, Kathy Rath, professor of social justice. She's an advocate, an organizer, and a writing coach. She's going to share her debut novel, Ripple Effect. And you can learn more about the book if you visit my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. At the bottom of the hour, I'm going to share some resources for students and adults who might be going through a really rough time, especially the holiday season can be really hard on people. And I always say, you know, we were going through a mental health pan- pandemic before the pandemic, and now So many people have been hit so hard, and I don't take that for granted, so I'm going to share some resources on the campus and also things you can do if you're not part of UCI, so stand by for that, and I also posted some information on the show blog about that as well. All right, here we go with Kathy Rath. Good morning, Kathy. Yes. All right. Hello. How are you? I I was talking to myself. (laughs) Hi,
1: hi. I'm good. Good to be on the show.
0: I am so happy to reconnect with you. I have to tell listeners, I met you up north. I was doing a book talk, and we met. I was so It's such a great event, and we just sparked this friendship, and I'm so glad we kept it going.
1: And what full circle th- that you were able to uh, come and uh, do some classes for my, um, for my school and for my um, students about self-care. I love that. Uh, through your great, wonderful book.
0: You know, I, I have to tell you, I've been working on my guitar skills, just in case you ever call me out again.
1: <laughs> I'm going to call you next semester, for sure. I'm like,
0: okay, I'm going to learn some Eddie Van Halen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was so
0: great. They're still talking about it. so, That's so cute. Yeah. You made quite an impact. Aw, thank you. Thank you. So, before we dive into your book, how have you been, you know, the past year and a half or... You know, a plus months in this pandemic?
1: Well, that's a great question because uh, I think all of us have just tried to weather through um, what keeps coming down and hitting us in the face every day. Um, And I feel like I am thankfully got through it uh, without too many um, um, troubles, aches, and pains, um, and really tried to. Put my uh, effort and investment uh, in my writing to use. It was in uh, it was in July during the 2020 shelter-in-place shutdown. Is when I finally decided to um, get my book out and uh, nice. self-publish uh, and um, finally get to see it in print. So there was some good motion and movement for for me at that period of time. But was it yeah, it was really helping other people and taking care of. Students and family and all that other other work.
0: Was it was it sort of like, hey, I, since I have to be stuck at home, I might as well use my time wisely.
1: Oh yeah, I think I wasn't people. I, I wasn't the person who cleaned out drawers or closets. So I just want to put that right out there. <laughs> I <laughs> did not do that. Or um, or you sourdough or, or air or, fryer. No yeah, air fryer or for me. You? None okay. of that. <laughs> uh, yeah i uh I read a lot, and I really did uh work on uh keeping my sanity and um as I said, I had worked on as uh, the purpose of this uh, interaction here today is really I've had this book on um uh you know trying to get this book to uh get an agent and published and as you know, the process yourself oh. going through it a couple of yeah. years ago yeah. and uh I just thought well. I, you know, I better get going. Well, so I think I, it's great. I went ahead and did it.
0: You know, and I will say for people that are listening that are writers, that don't give up because it's so easy to get all those rejections and then people say, well, how many followers do you have and what have you done? And and if you really believe in what you, what it is you want to get out in the world, just keep going.
1: Yeah, you had to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. You just had to say, well, um, I uh, I'm not going to give up because there's too much. But I will say that, there were moments of uh, really wanting to throw in the towel, and, and my um, I had a lot of support to keep on going. One of them is uh, my mom, of course, uh, who really did uh, say, uh, keep doing this. Do not give up. Do not great. give up. I and uh, so I really have, have owe, owe a great debt just being my mom, but also somebody who really pushed uh, me to get it going, get it complete, do it, see it in print. Amazing. So.
0: I just want to jump in here. So if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Kathy Rath, and she's going to share details of her new book, Ripple Effect. Uh, tell me how, how the story came about.
1: Well, um, how I, the story itself, the plot line, or how I just decided to write a book. I, I don't how know you, where how you want me to Okay, start.
0: <laughs> how you decided to write a book and then the plot line.
1: Yes. Okay, well, I personally um, always felt I had some, good writing chops, and I, I think that's when, uh, if you grow up in the East Coast, uh, I came from New York, and um, back in, when I grew up, uh, first of all, in New York and the East Coast, there's seasons, yes. so you're constantly indoors, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, and uh, when I grew up, there were um, also, uh, there was only three television stations that I can recall, mm-hmm. and uh, so TV wasn't exactly a big uh, possibility to... Distract you, and plus, as gr- you did, you grown ups controlled the dials, right? Yes. So, um, we're, we we read a lot. Our family was a reading family. My parents were educators, and they um, really promoted, uh, you know, that kind of um, engagement with storytelling. So I I enjoyed it a lot, and um, and then of course we did write letters. That's how people communicated. So I think I really was a uh, very good letter writer, using sort of the idea of reading, right? The, the yeah. stories that I was reading, I could also try to put it on paper, and and people would say, yeah hey, that was a great letter, mm-hmm. you know, or, um, yeah, you really told me a lot in that story. I guess sometimes I told too much.
0: And anyway,
1: <laughs> I <laughs> I decided that, um, and, and my life itself, um, the, the things that I pursued were all about putting your Thoughts on paper. I worked at nonprofits where mm-hmm. you had to convince people to understand what you were trying to promote or share or raise awareness for. And so, sort of always had that uh, instinct and, and inner kind of uh, experience and I, I would say expertise on it. And yeah. so, anyway, the book itself really didn't come from a, a happy place. Um, I did begin the book in. Uh, uh, right after um, uh, three consecutive uh, successions of tragedies, I had a, a friend who died on Flight 93 on 9/11, uh. and uh, so and she was a um, a good friend who also had an idea for a nonfiction book about women doing extraordinary things um, and ordinary women doing extraordinary things and putting it in a book mm-hmm. and. Um, and so she was she had gotten actually a a um response back from uh, a book proposal uh and was going to meet with that person shortly after she returned from new jersey but obviously didn't make that yeah. and uh, that was really tragic and uh and then 9 or 10 months later the college boyfriend that i followed out to california uh, uh at 19 oh. right he he uh he passed away from um from colon cancer and then my grandmother passed away. Oh, so it's like a three sort of um very Tragic, devastating yes. yes. yeah factors and so I think a lot of us who um who are have a pension for writing it was a way to heal. Yes. And so I uh I did um start to put that together and I I did have a story in me. I think all of us do, right?
0: I'd, I'd say so, yeah.
1: The story in us and uh I I um I had um one that um, I started writing after I, I had left this. I left, I was pulled into a radical organization in the early 80s that I literally had to escape from. So I thought about Uh-oh. writing that story um, back then, and I just didn't have the, the time or the knowledge or the skills to do that. But okay. I knew that someday I wanted to make that experience a part of whatever story I was going to someday write. Sure. And, um, so the the person and the main character of the book, Jeannie, uh, really inset, essentially embodies many of the parts of me, mm-hmm. exactly, but you know, stuff that she went through in the late 60s is what I went through in the early 80s, so I integrated her experiences with SDS and uh, that political landscape of the era and embracing, you know, um, that courage to put my experience down on paper. I think it's great. I started
0: doing that. I want to share with listeners what I put up on the show blog, a little uh, blurb about the book. Jeannie Glazer was three years old in 1952 when her father dies in a car accident on a trip to Atlanta. Sixteen years later, as a college freshman, she's arrested during the 1968 Democratic Convention in Chicago. She's released hours later when a sergeant announces that her bail was paid by her pop and tosses her an envelope of cash. Stunned and suspicious, Jeannie tells no one, convinced someone is watching her. Determined to find answers, her search closes in on a darker secret about her father's tragic death two decades earlier. Wow.
1: Wow, you, said, you read that so well, Jeannie. Wow, love it. <laughs> <Thank
0: you. laughs>
1: what are you doing on, uh, do you do audiobooks?
0: I, I do, I'm, I'm also a voiceover actress. Oh, that's great! So I'll voice your book. There you go. <laughs> there we go. I'll talk to you later. Uh, okay. You know, are you going to do an audio version? I'm. I'm not saying it's. Going I to do me. want it. I should.
1: I really do want to do an audio version. I've been told that this would be great to do an audio version, and folks say, "Well, you should do it. You have a good voice," you, and I said, "No, no, really, I'm not one of those
0: people." Oh. so I want to. Wait, you do. wait. What are those people? What do you mean? Everyone has. a, a Well,
1: voice. I don't know that sort of. Uh, Look at you. You're so dramatic. So I think I, I might. Um, well, and that would be also, you know, this book is told, by the way, um, from four alternating perspectives. Right. So there's, there's an oh, older that. and younger woman and men of similar ages, but from different lifestyles and backgrounds. So you, had to be, mm-hmm. you
0: have to be two voices, four voices, that is. Wow. Think I, about that. Four voices. <laughs> well, Whoa. Um, wait, I want to share something. You're getting great reviews. How does that feel? Yes. It's fantastic! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You
1: know, I, I guess I will say that when you when I finally got the first draft done uh, two or three years later after I started it with the help of a writing group that I did um, I did get connected with through my um, through book passage, but I wasn't even working there at the time, and uh, that was really helpful. Uh, having that uh, that process of every week being accountable to a group of people and reading it out and getting good, sobering feedback. And when I wasn't, indeed, done, I did send it, of course, to family, who all thought it was great. That's great. But, you know, you know how family is. And then, but I did give it to a very, um, an aunt, a very dear aunt, who passed away this past January, who uh, was very, very um, uh, discerning. Mm -hmm. And she gave me... um, a good, well, it's a good plot, and then the rest of it was, okay, you got to do, you got to <laughs> sort it out. You have too many stories in here. Uh, it's subjective.
0: To... It's subjective, really.
1: It's... But she was right. No, really? she was right. Oh. And I, it took about, uh, you probably know this as a writer, it took many uh, rewrites, uh, killing some darlings, getting rid of people. Oh, yes. And taking in a lot of feedback. So when it finally was, when I finally put it out there, you know I was a little as not a little, a lot nervous about how it was really going to, um, you know, work outside of my own, uh, you know, supportive circle. And I am really thrilled with the.
0: I know, isn't it? With the reviews, isn't it so yeah. wonderful when you read a review and you say, "Wait, that's not my aunt, or it's not my best friend." <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, and uh, it's so gratifying. And the thing is that, of course, the people who first read it were people who were. I definitely in my um, you know circle, sphere of influence circle. But now that I've done about um, nine book groups, this is my new Whoa. thing. People are asking me to come to their book groups.
0: Nice. Which is, a,
1: I've always wanted to write a book. I've been in a book group for t- over 20 years, and you always want to write a book club book. And yeah. I, I'm just thrilled that I've been at Total Stranger's. Sitting there, it's, it's surreal, Janine, hearing people going, well, what I thought was that she should have done well. And everybody's t- talking and you're sitting there like listening, going, I can't believe they're having this whole yeah. hour, two-hour conversation about my story. Yeah. It's, it's uh, really gratifying. It's amazing. I
0: must say. Amazing. So what advice would you give to somebody who is struggling as a writer? They, they want to see themselves where you are right now. Well, like you said uh, earlier,
1: do not give up, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially if you're – okay, there's the story, as we all know, uh, in fiction. You have to really have that beginning, middle, and end, and it really has to be uh, something you believe in, and it really has to come, especially your first novel, really has to come from uh, what you know. You really can't make things up. You really have to draw from your life, so you write what you know. That's number one. And two is – I when I did start to write my book, i um I was writing, and I finished it, and one of the things my aunt told me is that you are telling and not showing. Ah. There's that big difference, and you really have to understand the craft of mm-hmm. writing. And I did go. I was getting my master's at the time after I finished, and i I did take an elective course on the craft of writing with this wonderful um, teacher who just wrote a book, Matthew. Clark Davison, and he just really, uh, in that period of time, I really uh, elevated my craft. And so, Amazing. do that. I would definitely make sure you understand the structure and the writing, because that is really important. There's a lot of books out there. Oh, yes. And you've got to not only have a good plot, but you really have to be a good writer. Yes. So, I would say, and get a lot of support. Be, um, not, Don't be afraid. Have the courage to to listen to what, um, even as you said before, it's subjective. Yes, but you really know there's there's some input and feedback that you get that you know is true.
0: I know <laughs> it, it hurts, but it's true. <laughs> it hurts,
1: but you get through it, right? Yeah. So, um. Yeah. I. Uh, I. I really appreciate all the people who supported, uh, this book. Well, um, it's a huge,
0: know. huge accomplishment. I mean, you're you get so focused on this, and you put everything into it, and it's it's a I mean writing is an amazing outlet. I've been doing it since I was fifteen. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I wrote, wrote what, a letter. Like journaling. Well, journaling. Well, actually, no. It started with a, a creative writing teacher, Mrs. Katie, who I actually wrote to before she passed away years ago. Because I I had a crazy home life and I was not a happy mm. kid. And she saw something in me. And in our class, she said, "Okay, everybody, I, I want you to take the glass of water that I've placed on your on your desk." And I want you to write about what it's like to swim in it. And we all kind of looked at each other like, is she out of her mind? And she says, no, really. And there's no wrong answer. She kept saying, there's no wrong answers. And it was just, how do you feel? And what do you see? And what are you thinking? And, and it just brought something out of me that instead of criticizing and overthinking, just put it out there on paper, just dump it out there. And I just loved her class. And we became friends. Well, what a great exercise. It was great. Yeah,
1: I think that's really inspiring, and I I really felt that yes, uh, that there are people out in there in the world who um, are your teachers, are your inspirations, are the people that um, bring what you already sort of have inside of you. Mm-hmm. And I do I do also feel, uh, and it, it's for everyone. But I think as as women, uh, I have spent a lot of my time, um, as you probably know, uh, working with um, with. Uh, the issues and um, and illnesses and and um, the general experience of growing up as a female in our yes. world and yes. and I think that's really helpful for women to put their ideas, their fears, their thoughts, and uh, all of the things that happen to us on paper. So we we can heal and we can be see our own resiliency yes. on the the words on paper. So.
0: Well, I love what you I'm do. I want to mention to listeners that uh, you're a professor in women's health and community organization. Uh, you're a public health activist. And your efforts help to reduce violence against women. And you earned a 2000 Millennium Leadership Award by the Marin Independent Journal. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, it was really quite an experience. And uh, I brought that all the work that we did to mobilize um, the community, the, the community to come together to see that uh, this is all of our responsibilities to keep women and girls safe. Mm-hmm. It was just a, a incredibly uh, rewarding, challenging, and also very um, an experience that I feel has made every myself stronger. But the people who really I know they're out there in the world. I was Still remembering uh, the the work that we did, and uh, of course I do share that with my with my students. And if I could put a little bit of a plug in there, I am writing another book. I
0: was gonna ask. Right now,
1: it's I was not gonna. Um, it's not a sequel. Okay. The end of the the end of my story does lend itself to um, ripple effect. Does lend itself to a the possibility of thinking of, of being a, a sequel. Good, uh, But I don't really think sequels really work, and I uh, put so much time and effort in that story. That story is now over, Good. and just now you can enjoy it. Yes. And I am on to something else, and I did, um, during my time in Nevada doing that work, I did meet a marvelous woman who, a police officer at the time, uh, named Jennifer Chahada, who uh, worked with me on lots of uh, wonderful programs for teenagers and Safety and prevention of sexual assault, and uh, we remain friends all these years. That's great. And she ascended all the way to a uh, a chief of police, wow. uh, and which is only among one. She was among one percent of the United States of female chiefs.
0: Amazing. And her I love it.
1: story is amazing, extraordinary. And uh, she retired a couple of years ago, um, and I
0: am writing her story. So stay tuned. That is beautiful. That was yeah. going to be my next question. I was like, I wonder if she's writing another book. I bet she is. Yeah, well, just
1: like you, aren't you writing another book?
0: I am. <laughs> there
1: you go. I am, and I'll tell you, you offline. Fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I'll tell you another time. But yes, I am. I'm really excited about it.
1: So I, I, um, I also did check out your website and would love to talk more about it because I think my students would really benefit from the work you're doing around self care mental health. So I appreciate a lot.
0: Thank you. So you know how this show came about, right? Because I lost my friend.
1: Yes, yes. I did read your story. And I also
0: was your, your event host. Yes. And I
1: really felt very, um, you really brought that uh, poignant story out to the whole crowd there. So it's very memorable.
0: Thank you. I cannot believe I've been doing the show for 10 years. 10 years I've been doing the show. And it's, you know, it was kind of a surprise. I thought, i got to push myself, and I want to do a talk show because I was a DJ here for three years. And, and then I thought, this will be a great opportunity to heal through, you know, what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden I realized, no, it's a platform for other people to share their stories about what they've been through and the most amazing projects they got involved with. And it's just it's been a great platform for me. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, no, and thank you for doing it. Thank you for letting us... beyond your sharing our stories and and now your other um your other platform i think that's really what i teach in my class and what i really believe in my heart that uh that we what what you started this conversation with about Mm -hmm. uh what did you do during the pandemic a lot of people were very isolated yes and it was um physically and emotionally and um mentally and it was just a a very, very difficult time. And I think that what we're coming out of this experience, I think we really need so much more connection and community. Oh and my gosh, you're, definitely. you're contributing to that with your show and you. what you're doing with your um, with your new program.
0: And it's Thank you. greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like listeners to know about your book, Kathy?
1: Well, I would love them to uh, read it. I think it's a great Christmas present or a holiday gift uh, because it is something that has um, it, it is set in the 60s and 70s and um, I think it's an era where there was so much um, social movement and political um, political impacts that people made and I think it really was about grassroots organizing and that's something that we really need today it never stopped right. and I think the characters are ones that you will remember and it's a it's a a good page turner and I feel like I um I I wanna share that. I, I wanna share that with folks and I think um it uh you know it's it's available at independent bookstores through Amazon on ebooks. So there's plenty of places to to get the book and share the book and um I uh I would really love for you to do so and uh to if you really do like it as um Janine said people write a review and and, yeah. and spread the word and Definitely. Um, I just uh, uh, just feel very uh, blessed to have um, finally Yay.
0: had the uh, support
1: and <laughs> to get this out. So. I think
0: it's wonderful. now do you have a website or a place where people can reach out to you
1: Yes and I'm also I do also do um, writing coaching and I'm also a tutor so it's kathy dot com all
0: right. So and it's Kathy with a C. Kathy with a C, R-A-T-H, writingcoach.com. Did I get that right? So you'll find more information
1: out there. And um, I, uh, yeah, I hope I, I hear from you all. And um, love to talk to you more, Janine, offline. Just I would love to, that. Uh, get back in touch and see what's catch up.
0: I would love that. All right. Well, Kathy, I have loved having you on. Thank you so much. And congratulations.
1: Thank you, and thanks again for putting me on, and have a wonderful, healthy holiday. Thank you. You too, Kathy. Take care. Yeah, Happy New
0: Year. You too. Bye-bye. All right, that was Kathy Rath joining us to talk about her new novel, Ripple Effect. If you missed any part of this, I'll have the audio up on the show blog probably by this afternoon. Before we go on to the next part of the show, I do want to share some, some information with you. On my show blog, because I'm very passionate about mental health, I have put some resources, a lot of resources on the campus you may or may not be familiar with if you're a student. And like I said, we have been in a mental health pandemic, but now it's even more so. I know that students have been affected tremendously. It's not just me saying this or things I've heard, it's in the research. And I want you to know if you are struggling, you are not alone, and you don't have to stay silent if you are struggling with depression, anxiety, or any other mental health issue. There are some great UCI resources and other mental health services available outside of UCI. And if you visit the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, they're on there. For starters, the UCI Counseling Center, I put a link on there. They are going to be closed during the university winter shutdown from December 23rd through January 2nd. They're gonna reopen on January 3rd. Uh, There's also a link to online mental health screenings that are free and anonymous for depression, anxiety, eating disorders, alcohol problems, etc., There's something called You Lifeline uh, that's on there that I believe will connect you with a therapist. Uh, again, more anonymous resources. The business hours are Monday to Friday of the UCI Counseling Center, 8 to 5. You can schedule routine, routine appointments. And um, if you have other inquiries, here's the number. 949-824-6457. You can talk to a front office staff member and schedule an appointment and find out about the services they provide. I also put information on the blog about if it's life-threatening. If it's life-threatening emergencies, Uh, again, you call that number 949-824-6457, hit option number two, and you're going to be transferred to a crisis support line. All the information on what to do next is up there. I want to also give out the National Suicide Prevention Line, 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255, UCI Campus Police, 949-824-5223, what else outside of UCI? You can actually go to psychologytoday.com, I believe it's .com, if it's not .com, it's perhaps .org. And they have uh, certified licensed therapists on there. I've heard that's a great resource. The Pandemic Crisis Services Coalition, PCSC, was formed in March 2020 in response to the rising mental health challenges posed by the global coronavirus pandemic. There's a link at the bottom, Get Help Now, COVID Mental Health Support. And that website is covidmentalhealthsupport.org. And on there... I visited last night. You can actually put in where you are, and it'll list all the resources available. You can chat, you can call, you can text. Again, all that information is on the show blog get the All right, we're going to take a short break, and then up next, I'm going to air a segment I did with Kalechi Ubozo, a Nigerian American mental health consultant, advocate, writer, and published author. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.